Broadcasting from the third coast and recorded live at Tripod South Studios, this is The Hango Show. I need to get inside your head. I got to know if you insane. Yeah, this is the third episode of recording this week. I've did one Saturday, did one last night, doing one tonight. <laughs> You're putting them out. I try to do one on, on Friday and then, then ours. On Monday, you know, it's like I was supposed to have done one Sunday. I was supposed to have done one Friday night too. I was, I was looking at four episodes this week. I was going to record, and my Friday night one fell through. So it is what it is. You can over here. Uh, Tarika was telling me last night they've had like a possible serial rapist over Monroe County. Oh yeah, man. I, I, I heard anything about it. She told me I, my mom's got a good friend of hers that um both both of them grew up together and she was i guess living in the neighborhood or somewhere close by knew the knew the people or something and um so just just through my mom and i heard i heard a little bit about what was going on that's that's that's, fucking crazy man yeah (laughs) that's like damn this close what'd be such a small town Ah, uh, you know, you just got to be thinking, man. How lucky is that dude or that girl, gr- whoever? Yeah, you know. Um, and then somebody's gonna, somebody's not gonna think twice about pulling out a gun and just whipping off some rounds. Oh yeah, yeah. There's some pipe hitters over in the yeah, there. there are. So, yeah, I mean, it's not just the police that's looking for him. I guarantee <clears throat> that. You know, no, that's what I told him. That's a brave motherfucker. To pull some shit like that in, in a little bitty southern town, you know, I, I kind of I, I believe what Washington, what George Washington said: an armed society is a polite society. <laughs> you know, you, you kind of get along with everybody when everybody's got a gun. Yeah. You don't get your ass kicked. I don't know about the the locale for those events, but that town is very much two different sides of the train tracks. Yeah, yeah. So it's, what do you mean? Uh, there, there's a, it's a very segregated town. Yeah, there's there's one side of town that where everything's pretty much together and where all the businesses are, and then there's the other side of town that probably doesn't get much funding for. I got you. Wow, I can't save. I can't find my saved articles on here under my profile. Hey, when is the um that festival that they have? When is that that? That festival, you know, it's like the big deal. The Railroad Festival? It's usually in April. Yeah, okay, I thought it was like right before. So. It's, usually, it's usually, the I think, the first or second week in April, typically. Okay. I found it good deal. I think I'm all, and there were so many good articles this week. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to save that one. Oh, there's another, I'm going to save that one. Got to save that one. You're going to be really, really excited. What's an that? embarrassment of riches on the news front this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we. I try to keep it kind of light, though. You know, I'm I'm just like like what Harpoon said. You know, I hear some good news. You know, I'm t- I'm tired of all the. You know, we had we had fuckers falling from planes today trying to get the fuck out of Afghanistan. You know, I mean, shit. That is, I, I know that's. Uh... I mean, could you imagine living in a place so fucked that you're clinging to the side of a military plane just trying to get off the damn ground? You know. We talked about it on here a lot. You know how lucky we are to be. We we hit the we hit the cosmic crap sheet by being born in America. Well, and, there were no cashiers at Walmart when I went to the. <laughs> <I mean. laughs> 
I'm not that far from clinging to the side of a C-130. That'd be headed to Target. For all the fucked up things we have going on in this country, all the shit that pisses us off about the government or our neighbors or whatever the fuck. It, you know, we've got the ability to sit in this room and say whatever the fuck we want to, for the most part, as long as there's no threats or anything like that. We can say we can say fuck Biden or fuck Trump or fuck the governor or whoever, and we're not going to have a bunch of guys coming kicking the doors in. You know, we've we've got yet yet. <laughs> yet. The more you know, moment. <laughs> Use your freedoms while you've got them, folks. <laughs> hey, everybody! Welcome to the Hango Show. This is your host, Hango Wooden. Tonight, I got the boys in here. I got Harpoon. I got Jut, and back again for another round. We have Dingo. How y'all doing tonight? Good. Great. Well, glad to be here, man. This is always a. Is your mic loud enough? Uh, yeah, you're good. I can, I can tell sometimes I'm in and out. Yeah, it, this, these mics have got like a. A really strong noise gate on them, so you really got to speak into it to to get them to get it to deactivate. Gotcha. I'm glad y'all are good, man. So how was how was your week? Or start, start over here on my rot harpoon. How what happened to you this week? Oh my goodness, uh, y'all busy again this weekend? You know, I, I, I need some employees. Yeah, I, I need. I've needed some employees for a while, and since I was here last, my I had. One of the three people that have showed up in 2021 to work, the last one, the first two only worked two On the weekends. new guy? My new guy quit. He, he was almost to the learn your name spot. I mean, I, he was so close. He, he's, he was still the new guy. Is that the big guy? Yeah. Now he's yeah. the fucking new guy. Yeah. He's out. Yeah. So, and then this morning, I wake up to the news that basically the guy that is running the show in my kitchen broke his ankle. Oh no! Is he playing sports also? Just football just or basketball? Or just... Damn! All right. Oh yeah, dude. So I mean, I'm just like so now. One's the loneliest number now. Apparently, back in the kitchen. I saw the Facebook post and I was like, "Wonder what happened to that guy playing football?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's just, it's, I don't know, as, as real as it's been, it's fixing to get real, real. Yeah. Cause and we, hopefully people will understand that, too. You, you know, I I know people are as patient as they can be, but when you're hungry or when your kids are hungry or when you're, you know, time slows down, you know, because when you're sitting in, just to think about something that everybody does, I mean, it's gone through McDonald's or Burger King or Hardee's or whatever some drive through and from the time you place your order until the time it's handed to you, you know, if there's somebody up in the front, you know, two cars up that had wanted a special made milkshake or whatever. And it was taking an extra minute, an extra 60 seconds to get that topped off and get it out to them. Everybody behind that guy is, is custom at least once in their head. Like, what are you ordering, bro? Tapping that foot, yeah, banging on the steering doing, wheel. Man? Come on. Looking for an airplane on its way out of the country. <laughs> <laughs> so the longer. I gotta takes. get a milkshake. That's right. <laughs> Straight from the goat. <laughs> but I, I experienced it last night. When I got done here last night recording, uh, I called Tink. I was like, hey, you, you want to cook something? She's like, just go pick something up. I'm like, all right, you know, what are you in the mood for? She's like, you pick, because you're the one that's on the, the diet. Well, I've been since I, like the last week, I've been craving spicy food. Everything I get, it's getting hot sauce, it's getting sriracha 
it's getting black peppered. I mean, I'm, I, I just, I can't get enough. I can't get it hot enough. Oh, really, man? You're so it's a so, so you want you. It's I not want, just I want spice. more spice. You want more spice, right? Wow. And so I was like, "Fuck it! I'm gonna go to Wendy's and I'm gonna get a spicy chicken sandwich because theirs is usually spicy enough to kind of get, get things boiling in my mouth." I said, like, "Let me go down there because I left here like right at seven o'clock. Well, church was getting out, you know." And so I was like, "Let me let's, let me drive down here. I'll see." Um, how bad Wendy's looks across the bridge and it was wrapped around the building. I was like, all right, fuck that. Where else do you want to go? <laughs> and she's like, I really don't care. She goes, you just pick wherever I turned around. And the first night I contacted was Sonic. And I was like, you know, last time I went there, it was horrible. It's just, it used to be like top notch food there. This one here has gotten kind of rough. And I was like, I was like, I would stop at Sonic, but damn that driveway looks like Warsaw for the Blitzkrieg rolled through. <laughs> And I said, uh, and I said, oh, they're not even open. I mean, all the lights were off. They they're having a hard time with employees, too. They can't get anybody to work. Yeah. And so the next thing I came to was McDonald's, which there was nothing at McDonald's that I could actually eat and somewhat stay on my diet. McDonald's uses so much salt on everything. I'm, just, I'm terrified. Um, I, I, I have, I've been checking my blood pressure uh-huh. like every week. Uh-huh. I got it down to 133 over 90 now. Wow. So I'm almost down in the acceptable range, and, you know. And, and that's a big chunk of no salt? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, I mean, that's what you Well, dude, I was eating so much fast food when I was working. Right, right, You know, right. I think like twice a week I was eating two Popeye's spicy chicken sandwiches. You think about all the sodium that's in those damn sandwiches from all the spice and everything? Go to my McDonald's. And I was right in the building, you know. I said, well, there was Hardee's. Hardee's blacked out. No lights on. I said, well, I'll go to Jack's. It's right there in that line, you know. I could already see Jack's out, out, in, the, out in the road, backed up. I was like, Burger King it is. That's the last option. So I wheel in there. Dining room was dark. I figured, oh, they're just doing drive through again, you know. Pull up to the, before I get this bigger. Sorry, we're closed. Well, I guess we're going home. <laughs> so I... I went to the house, you know. We had sandwiches. Tuna fish again. <laughs> wow. And so, like, the whole town was shut down. It's up. The Mexican place was like a damn not like the hottest nightclub in town. It oh, was yeah. bumping. Oh. She goes, what about Little Caesars? I'm not a fan of Little Caesars pizza. But it's because it's, it's, it's trash. It's, 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 it's cardboard and rubber, to be honest. That's all it is. I like, go check. I pulled up in there in the lobby like a clown car. <laughs> <laughs> All I saw was elbows and assholes, man. It's, it was just pressed against the glass. A clown car. It was packed. And people were, like you said, a lot, of, a lot of crossed arms and tapping feet going on in there. They had, I saw two people working. I saw one person back in the kitchen when I looked in there. And there's, a, there's one girl running back and forth. And they had none of their hot and ready stuff. Yeah, right. And I was like, you ready for them sandwiches, baby? <laughs> That's what we having. Got some great jelly with your name on it. That's it. With that peanut butter to it. So anything else besides just the the lack of employees? Oh, yeah, well, that's a... Oh, let's see, man. Um, I, I, I've been out on a date. 
you know. Are you going to get into that now? We used to, that's usually the second part of the show. That's great. Go ahead. No, 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 man. We, we can save it. No, 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 no. Tell me about your date. Well, I mean, it was, I mean, it was, it, it was a nicer, it was a nicer experience than I've had before, mm. you know. So it was, it was, I don't know, man. It was, it was all right. Just all right. I'm just saying, man. I mean, you know, it was a positive. It was, it was a, it was a step up the ladder, man. Everything went a little better than it has been, you know, as far as like the, the online dating, you know, because that's just been a, 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 a freak show, man. It's just, it's, it's sometimes, man. I see things and I'm like, wow, it, man, that's for real. I mean, you know, that is somebody, you know. Was this girl? Did she offer to put her big country titties on your head too? Wow, huh? <laughs> If no, I'm giving her a check in the negative. No, man. She That's didn't. a prerequisite for your women now. Wow. Well, they put their titties on my head. Oh. <laughs> no, man. She didn't. She, didn't, uh, she didn't offer that. Well. But, you know, <laughs> when somebody says they're going to put their, you know, <clears throat> that you know that's hell. That's awesome, isn't it? It's, it's a hard. It's a it's, it's a hard thing a hard, to turn down. You can. It's a hard way to top anything. <laughs> you know, I mean, was you know, boy, I'll put these big titties on you. Record scratch. <laughs> you know, yeah, right. I guess you're wondering how I got here. <laughs> Let's go back. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Jig? Anything going on? Same old, same old song and dance. Yeah, pretty much. Not a whole lot going on. Well, damn, you ain't, you're, I guess you aren't playing anywhere now that they're shutting everything down again, are you? Not really. No. I mean, our our singer stays pretty busy now. So he's working right. at the recording studio. So I didn't know that. I figured he was still working, working around here. I didn't no, know. He's 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 full time at Fame. Damn, awesome. So he's there. I guess every day. Just doing engineering yeah. stuff or what? Yeah, sound and stuff like that. So. I'm sure he's still doing some solo stuff here and there just to keep the you know keep, keep some things. extra money in his pocket. But yeah, um, as far as full band, we haven't Ain't done anything in a while. Haven't done anything in a while. I think we've got like a. He mentioned something last time we talked. I think he said we had like a wedding party or something in Huntsville uh, coming up soon, but I don't I don't remember the date. It was I wanted to say he'll remind sometime you before. Yeah, he'll, yeah. <laughs> we'll get we'll get notification. I think it's in September, though. Sometime in September. Good deal. We'll see. Got to hate those fall weddings. <laughs> Is it on a Saturday? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> about you, Dingo? What you got going on? I know you're on vacation again. Yeah, that's the only way I can be on the show. <laughs> to take a week off and pray it's a week that you're recording. That's it. You need uh, to you consult with me before you before I, you take a week off. You know, I got to put them in a year in advance. Oh so yeah, I forgot. Okay. <laughs> but uh, you're talking about the the restaurant deal uh, last night. I took my family to the Cracker Barrel. Oh, God damn. damn. Right. Uh, Badass. I needed, I needed a button-up flannel shirt and some soap and pancakes. <laughs> Macaroni and cheese all at the same time. <laughs> so that's where we went. It's just hard candy. Uh, you know, it's really hard for me to go somewhere that the dining room isn't open. Uh, I just can't stand to sit in line. You know, I, you know, people get ill in that line, and I understand it, but there's no need to be a jackass about it. Well, apparently you know, there is. My kids are picky as hell, like French fries and chicken nuggets, and we're about to the end. You know, that's yeah. about as far as they'll go. So, uh, Wendy's is like a forty-five minute drain of my life that I won't ever get back. You know, there's I can't listen to the podcast with the kids in the car. So. Sure, you can. <laughs> so, 
It's no, uh, not screaming out, man. Put them big titties on me. Dad, what are you listening to? <laughs> Your daughter's, he's scary to me, Daddy. <laughs> Alternative education, for sure. Now they're getting a little Tyler Childers. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and they're complaining about that. Ah, uh, wah. Yeah. Sorry, uh, it's not Kids Bob or Disney Sings. Yeah. Uh, I'm ready for the Kids Bob version of Wet Ass Pussy, aren't you? Oh, I think I heard it, dude. <laughs> on a TikTok. Yeah. That, uh, you're talking about uh, playing shows, and you know, it's so strange right now because everything's opening back up, and you know, hey, there's tickets available to everything. Go out and get it. And so, you know, I've got tickets bought to some awesome shit. <laughs> yeah. I'm just basically mm-hmm. waiting to be told, ah, oh, we're not going to do that. Did you get Black Keys tickets? I did get Black Keys tickets. Can I tickets. say fuck you? Uh, you can get in line because I had to bend over. <laughs> oh, did you get them from the box office, or did you have to? Oh, did you have to? No, did you have to sell your soul, so to speak? StubHub, baby. Oh, <laughs> I got a tramp stamp. You got StubHub. You got it. No lube if you went through StubHub. In the event it gets canceled, I get hundred and twenty percent of my purchase price. Oh, back. that's a plus. So, uh, that's a good reason to buy through StubHub. Yeah, yeah. So if it gets canceled, I get a little more money back. Well, I'm planning on taking November off. All right. And so I asked Tink the other night, I said, do you want to go somewhere? And she's like, we can chill around here if you want to. I'm like, that's cool. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with chilling around here for a little while. I said, we need to go do something, though. You know, I don't want to be off you know, for three weeks and that's not planned to do, like actually go, even as it's local, go do something. I'm like, let's see, let's see what games are in November. There you go. State LSU. In Starkville. Making me horny. <laughs> <laughs> so so listen to this. Well, go ahead. In, I want to say, October of 2019, I bought tickets to see the Rolling Stones in April of 2020. Have you seen them before? No. I've seen the Stones. Come on. I'm not as old as you. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> So I saw him at Altamont. Oh my god! <laughs> so fast forward to 2020. This show is postponed indefinitely. I had tickets to probably seven or eight shows and got reimbursed or refunded every ticket I had except for the Rolling Stones, and those were some expensive ass tickets. Right. And then, so we're rolling on into 2021. No news, no nothing. So I'm looking at my vacation weeks just like you and my stepdad has got this death wish to see every sec stadium, stadium right in his lifetime uh so we're looking at the schedule seeing who lsu's playing see who alabama's playing the weeks that i'm available to go somewhere and uh lsu is playing at kentucky on october 9th you know it's a crap game that's a trick though we got a lot of family up there though oh, we'll okay have, we'll have stuff to do um LSU's probably going to wipe the field with them. You think? I'd hate to drive home after a loss <laughs> to Kentucky. <laughs> and we're going to go, you know, do some distillery tours and uh, oh, uh, cool, uh, some neat stuff. Um, but buy the tickets, get the Airbnb. The next day, your Rolling Stone show has been rescheduled. Oh no, October 9th. <laughs> same day as the game. <laughs> Are they playing at, playing at Bridgestone or were they playing at? They're playing at uh, Nissan Stadium, uh, where the Titans play. Okay, okay, yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah. See, I saw him at Bridgestone Arena nice. in 2002. I just the, had the 40 Licks tour. I just had some friends uh, go to the Nissan Stadium to see Garth Brooks, 
and it got rained out, like, as they're in the stadium. You know, they saw, like, Emmylou Harris and Vince Gill or somebody, and then Thunder and Lightning. Sorry, folks. They <laughs> like, sent them home? No. They, they brought them into the concourse for, like, two hours. And then Gar said, and then they're get, like, get you know, the wagon. Yeah, it's too, we can't keep the security people and, the you know, the lifeblood of the stadium here any longer. You yeah. Know, they're going to have to go. Uh, so I think they're price tickets too. Yeah, they're rescheduling the show for a <clears throat> unknown date. Right. So. No, so I went to looking at, at I went to looking at, at state schedule to see who who was playing that and they were playing LSU and Starkville. I'm like, fuck yeah, that'll be a that'll be a game. A couple of really good tickets. It was right at three hundred dollars, you know, but they were like toward the fifty yard line in the bottom the bottom area. Okay, I'll splash a pot. You know, if that's one thing we're going to do that week, why not? Went home and I was like, hey, would you want to go see LSU and start? Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, all right. Well, then like the next day was like COVID variant everywhere. I'm like, eh. <laughs> the next day it's like, we're all going to die. I'm like, hey, you know, I got a feeling I'm probably going to cancel college football this year. So <laughs> I don't think I'm going to drop money on those tickets. I don't know if they, I don't know if they refund those college tickets or not. It depends on. You know who you buy them from? Just I was buying them from the box office. Oh well, yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's what I was like. Well, maybe I won't go anywhere then. All right, you want to get into the news? Why not? Let's see. Let's start with an old comedian. Billy Crystal got. Don't you do it? Hang on a minute. I got to turn off my ad blocker so this thing will shut the fuck up. Okay. You ever feel bad when you're cursing the ad as it pops up and then it's like St. Jude and the sick kids? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, speaking of St. Jude, I have a story about that too. Um, Omaze. I don't know if you're familiar with, with Omaze or not. They they sell like, they have like cars and things like that that are up for, you buy chances on and the money goes toward a charity. Omaze.com. And I've I bought like, I bought chances on a, a, a Jeep Gladiator one time that money was going to um was going to team team rubicon they help veterans find jobs and get them into community activities and stuff really good i'm all for that it's great well they were giving away a 2021 harley davidson cvo road glide this is a fifty thousand dollar motorcycle it's got Robert Fosgate sound system on it, hard bags, the, all the all the bells and whistles, infotainment center, the whole deal. But fuck yeah, you know, it was like a uh, hundred dollars for two thousand entries. I'm like, I'll do. Oh, the money was going to St. Jude. I'm like, nice. I'm 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 up for St. Jude. Fuck, why not? You know, hundred bucks, two thousand entries. Fifteen minutes later, they send me an email. Hey, if you want a thousand more entries, you can get them for twenty five dollars. I'm like, sold. Let's get those in there. You know. <laughs> So I had three thousand entries in this thing. And they were giving it. A, they were going to auction. They were, not auction it. They were going to draw for it on August eleventh. So I've been waiting with bated breath since June for this thing to happen. So check my email. Somebody won. Was it you? I'm like, oh, it's some chick from the UK won this thing, this motorcycle. Hmm. I was like, well, shit. So I scrolled down the email. Bottom it said, you may not have won. But we raised $188,354 for St. Jude. I'm like, but I'm cool with that. Get some, getting some sick kids some money. 
Hell yeah. I did the same thing um, with the Black Keys. Uh, I'd already had tickets to the show, um, but I guess you fall right into Facebook's algorithm if you're looking at the venue and things, and they're just like, oh, give you some more ads. <laughs> guess what we're doing? They're not. It's not Omaze. It's like Save the Music or something. Right. So it, this was a like a school music programs in our state you know, were the beneficiaries. And uh, I think I did $200, and you get an autographed copy of Delta Cream uh, vinyl. Uh, whether you win the big prize or not. So, oh, wow. So I went ahead and did that. And, uh, uh, yeah, but just like you said, within 30 minutes, you want some more entries? <laughs> <laughs> and, like, and I'm looking, I'm looking, it's like you have 2,000 entries is what I had to. And it's like you have a 1 in 29,000 chance of winning the grand prize. I was like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> All right, uh, in the news, Billy Crystal got super stoned inside an MRI machine after eating too many weed gummies and then asked the doctors to bring him Taco Bell. You like that? Hello. <laughs> Billy Crystal said he ate too many weed edibles and asked for fast food 30 minutes into an MRI. The Princess Bride actor, they went with Princess Bride for his credit. They didn't go with City Slickers. <laughs> right, that's right where my brain goes. <laughs> Um, he recounted his unusual medical experience during an appearance on Wednesday's The Tonight Show. Crystal said that the doctor recommended he get an MRI after he experienced a strange pain in his hip, possibly from a workout. During an MRI, people typically lay, on, lay in or place a body part inside of a piece of narrow tube-shaped equipment. Because he's very claustrophobic and was really nervous about the procedure, he decided to get weed gummies to calm himself before. <laughs> The guy at the cannabis place said, because he's a, there's a section for seniors at the cannabis store, <laughs> two will make you feel real good, is what he was told. So I said, I really want to feel fabulous, Crystal told Jimmy Fallon. Crystal explained that after he had changed into the hospital gown, the doctors put the colored dye in his hip to help for a clearer image on the MRI. He ate four of the cannabis edibles. Although he didn't specify what the dosage for the THC or CBD in each one of them. According to Crystal, once he was inside the MRI machine, he was listening to a little Bill, El Bill e Evans and had, <laughs> had, a, and had a button he could press to get in touch with the doctor during the MRI to ask for help. About a half hour in, I got really hungry, Crystal recalled. So I squeezed the thing and he goes, are you okay, Mr. Crystal? And I said, yeah, yeah. Is there a Taco Bell nearby? Crystal told Fallon it wasn't just Taco Bell that he was hankering for. He also told the doctor he wouldn't mind get some gumbo or maybe some Nutella French French toast. Delivered into the hospital, probably because he was experiencing the common food cravings people get after consuming weed. The actor added he did uh, he did individually he did eventually get nachos at Taco Bell after he was done with the MRI, but not before he accidentally walked out the front of the medical building without changing out of his gown and exposed his backside to the entire crowd. It's relatable. <laughs> Isn't it though? The, the first time we had edibles, uh, we were in Oregon, I guess, uh, or Washington one. And, uh, you know, we didn't really know what to expect. We had taken them uh, an hour or so prior and it was getting late. You know, we were still pretty jet lagged, uh, from, flying across the country right and uh you know we're sitting on the couch watching everybody loves raymond not funny at all 
And <laughs> <laughs> she, uh, she asked me, she's like, go get me another piece of pizza. And I was like, okay. So I get up to go to the kitchen, and it was like, <laughs> the floor was moving. I was like, all right. <laughs> walking walking had, on a flying carpet. Had the Gumby syndrome, huh? Yeah, I was like, you need to get up. Because, you know, she'd been sitting there going, this ain't shit. <laughs> I was like, you need to get up and walk around. Okay. Sorry about that. I got Fox News blaring now. Oh, it's Tucker on? No, Tucker's not on. It's Fox Damn. Religion. It goes along with this next story I'm about to read. <laughs> so how long? Y'all went to Maine too, right? Yes. Uh, that's the next year. How how was the recreational in that area? Uh, hard to find uh, at the time. It had just gone legal, and we couldn't oh, find <laughs> so it. there's a shortage then. Yeah, yeah. We had a guy gift us some. <laughs> That's awful and, nice of him. And uh, you know, we had only done edibles up to that point, so we didn't know how to smoke it. You know, we had to go to a gas station and get rolling papers, and there's like three or four different kinds of rolling papers, and ladies get mad at you if you don't know what you want. <laughs> But y'all got it figured out, though. I mean, yeah, you just, caveman could do it. They're so. <laughs> <laughs> clicking rocks a lot of stuff together. Yeah. <laughs> clicking rocks. He's like, you should have got a grinder. It's like, well, I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know all the lingo. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> and, um, an OnlyFans model says naked strip videos are, quote, what God wants her to do. Good for her. Ain't it though? She's found her calling. Show off them big country titties, right? <laughs> she, she's destined to be a stripper. Uh, this, let's see here. Where am I? Somebody might find the burning bush. In her <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, the model is redefining what it means to be holy. Posting on oh that guy Judd I got him I got him posting on OnlyFans Nita Marie a self proclaimed Christian OnlyFans model asserts that stripping for strangers online is quote what God wants me to do I asked God if I should continue stripping off and the answer has always been yes doing the Lord's work the Colorado resident forty five told Jam Press. <laughs> what was that? Oh shit! Well, of course, God would. Like, he don't have to pay for the subscription. He just, you know, I can see everything. Cool. The, the godly model has nine hundred and fifty-three thousand followers and earns one point eight million dollars a year. Uh, found Christianity after having a dream about Jesus when she was nine years old. Although she was not raised in a religious household, she became more spiritual and tried to build a relationship with Christ without all the mis- misogyny that experience helped me seek out Christianity. And I built a relationship with Christ on a personal level rather than one filled with doctrine written by men thousands of years ago. Marie told Jim press Marie asserted that Christianity has suppressed women's se- sexuality from the beginning. And that she believes this is not what God intended to her. God gave her sexuality as a gift to share with others for nine ninety nine a month. Uh, where both parties are consensual. <laughs> I wanted to let women and men know that there's nothing wrong with uh, embracing their sexuality and being relig- religious, she said. It all starts with loving yourself and trusting that you have a desire for sex. It's okay and healthy to ask for it. 
did not know that Closer by Nine Inch Nails was a hymn, but (laughs) (laughs) that's where we're at. Wow. Yeah, so I'm sure she's given her 10% of that $2 million (laughs) to wherever she attends. There is a church for that in Colorado. I'm I'm sure there is. I'm sure there's a church for everything now. Take your money. (laughs) Why wouldn't you? That's what I I watched this guy on YouTube, uh, and he's a former... um, Mormon, and he was talking because he does it kind of tongue in cheek, like he's still like a missionary, and tells like tells like all the Mormon secrets kind of as a joke. And he said that when you join the Mormon Church after you're baptized into the church and everything, you have a meeting with like their top elder or whatever in the church. You've got to bring your W two to the meeting. I'm out. <laughs> what Tink said. <laughs> You bring your W-2s in there, and they see how much you make before taxes, and you owe that church at least 10% of that. Otherwise, you are not in good standing with them. I was like, oh, this is all just a money grab. That's all, that's all this is. But the gonna whole to, thing is. going to have to be flexible on that underwear. <laughs> <laughs> you want to wear the secret ones? They get mad when you ask about that. Yeah, they, they really do. There was some guy in Utah covering the, the Mormons. And, uh, like they're a sports team. <laughs> He's the <laughs> writer for the Mormons. <laughs> he, he, uh, he, they have like Mormon stores there for like the secret underwear and all the Mormon stuff you need. He was trying to buy a pair of the underwear and they wouldn't let him in the store because he wasn't a Mormon. But he noticed that he was wearing khaki pants and a white shirt. So he went to like the Goodwill and bought a black tie. Slapped that on, walked right in, no problem. Got everything he wanted, you know, including the magic underwear. Uh, yeah, so I thought that was pretty funny. Did he ask for a gay wedding cake? <laughs> I'm sure he would have been looked at kind of weird. <laughs> we have some news here out of Utah. Utah governor responds to constituent demanding he change his obscene last name. Anybody want to guess what his last name is? Donger. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Anybody else want to make a guess? Utah Governor Spencer Cox has gone, has gone viral over his response to a constituent who demanded that he change his last name, which they called obscene. I'm really grateful for the criticism and constructive feedback I get from constituents that demand that I change my name. Cox tweeted uh, late last week, including a facepalm emoji. C-O-X? C-O-X. Oh, come on. Yeah. The governor shared a letter from someone who identified themselves as a very concerned citizen who told Cox that when people say your surname, it sounds like the word Cox, and then she spelled it out. I will not stand for it, the person wrote, while threatening to protest until the governor changed his name. Because of your reluctance to change your foul, dirty, and obscene surname, myself, and thousand other Utens? Utes. <laughs> America's Utes uh, will be sitting in protest. <laughs> you like that, my cousin Vinny? There, you like that? You're always going to get me with my cousin Vinny reference. <laughs> uh, well, uh, not standing until you change the, your heinous surname to something less offensive, the person added. Yes. 
I would I would go the other way. I would change yep. my name from the office of Governor Hugh G. Cox. <laughs> <laughs> Suck it. <laughs> the constituent threatened to call, recall, recall Cox if his name isn't changed, stating that this is, quote, not a communist dictatorship. After some Twitter users speculated that the letter may be satire, Cox responded by saying that his constituent affairs director thinks this one is serious. The letter demanded a response at the end, saying Utah does not, quote, accept sick jokes to run rampant in our civil institutions. Cox was elected governor last year and previously served as, served as lieutenant governor in 2013. Is that like the worst surname to have? Gotta be something worse. Butts. Yeah. That's that's kind of a Cox is at least spelt C O X. You know, butts. It's B U T T S. There's no denying what where that came from. I went to school with a guy's last name was Head. <laughs> <laughs> this is down at the smart school you went to? It was. The first name was Nick, actually. Too. Nick Head? Nick Head. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Nick? Listen to the show. Give you a shout out. Oh man. Let's see here. I'm trying to find here we go. This one will definitely get harpoon engaged. They want to guess what it's about? Bigfoot. Online Bigfoot. dating. <laughs> it's big we had good Bigfoot news in a while. Online dating with Bigfoot. What you should get a Sasquatch outfit yes. <laughs> for your picture. Yeah, <laughs> looking for my mate Snatchquatch. Well, you. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about Snatchquatch. <laughs> Must have big hairy country titties. <laughs> <laughs> we found her right here. Oklahoma parents hire actor dressed as Bigfoot to surprise their daughter celebrating her sixth birthday, and the child has been traumatized. <laughs> I saw the video. <laughs> Mrs. Bigfoot peeked through the window of an Oklahoma girl celebrating her sixth birthday party, much to the horror of the children inside. <laughs> when the birthday cake fell through this year, the girl's mom, Brett, and her husband invited Bigfoot instead. Unfortunately, the little party goers did not feel the same way. We just thought, I mean, she came with balloons and a bow and she was wearing a tutu. I thought, oh, this will be cute and fun, Brett said. Cinnamon, as Miss Bigfoot is fondly recalled. I bet she works down at the mm-hmm. <laughs> the glitter factory. <laughs> um, only, only fans? Only fans, yeah. It smells like cheap perfume and butthole. <laughs> Cinnamon, as Mrs. Bigfoot is fondly called, made her way inside the house, and after the parents gave her a hug, the kids finally warmed up to her, according to Two News Oklahoma. This is out of Oklahoma again. She's lucky she didn't get shot with those hunting licenses out there. Dude, uh, no doubt. She probably had to wear like a, the orange vest or something coming through. You a know? flat vest or something. With those grenades coming at her. The kids eventually had a good time, but they didn't want Bigfoot to come back, she said. Dingo, this is something you would pull with your kids. Absolutely. Just harass them. This was a legit Bigfoot costume, too. It looked like Harry yeah. and the Hendersons coming up. Wow. Pecking on the window with a balloon and... So turn it right here so they can see it. So he, they must have already been talking about Bigfoot and you know with the kids and stuff. 
Oh my god, that does <laughs> it's, wow. It's a woodland ape coming at you. <laughs> it's a Sam Squanch. <laughs> Holy fuck boys. <laughs> you get trailer park go- boys going in here, you you and Jack can go go quote for quote with it. <sighs> Ten footer by the looks of it. <laughs> They're playing in Nashville too. Uh, live doing trailer park movies. doing a live show yeah. uh, Letter Kenny also damn I know well I was kind of jazzed because uh, Tom Segura released a ton of dates of the day like all, like almost all the way through next year and he's going to be um, in Nashville he's going to be in Birmingham and he's going to be in Robinsonville at the Horseshoe I'm like damn I can make at least one of those you know uh, what is that place in uh, Birmingham there's the bottle tree. That's where a lot of bands play at. I don't know where I can't remember where he's playing at though. We went to a comedy club over there. I can't remember the name of it. It was good though. All right, Colorado Rockies now said the fan was calling for dinger and not using a racial slur. Hmm. I don't, I didn't, I didn't dinger that. is the Colorado Rockies mascot. Oh, he looks. It's like a triceratops. Yeah, that's dinger. And I, I watched the video. The dude is sitting like maybe two or three rows back behind home plate. Like you can see him on the when they're shooting the game. And he's like pointing off the side, going "Dinger, Dinger, Dinger," which is the name of their mascot. People at home thought he was using the N word. Oh. And so the Colorado Rockies reached out to the guy. He's like, "No, he's I had my grandkids with me." And the game was almost over, and I was trying to get Dinger over to get a picture with all of us before the game ended. But, of course, everybody on Twitter, look at this racist blatantly saying the N-word out in public. What about all the people sitting around him not reacting? And that actually was the case. You know, you they know? were sitting there. They were finishing their beers, you know. Yeah, you know, if that was if that was the real case, you know, I mean, you know, you'd do Somebody that. Somebody would have said something. In a stadium full of people, man, you know, you can't. There would be some reaction. He would have been bleeding after the first one. Yeah. Been, <laughs> he wouldn't know. have got the three. Yeah. And so. Especially with a bunch of grandkids in tow, man. You, the the news, the, the local news found out who he was and, and called to talk to him. And he's like, I feel horrible about this. He said, because I'm being, my picture's being blasted all over social media now, claiming that I'm some white nationalist openly saying the N-word out in public. And the news said, well, do you want us to give your name? He said, no, because I don't want to be doxxed by these people online. He's like, I know it because they've got it in their head now that I'm racist. And there's nothing I'm going to be able to say or nothing that you're going to be able to say to convince them otherwise. That's, that's my end of my rant. Wow. I felt bad for the guy. I, I mean, that sort of thing yeah, happens to you. Sure. I mean, like, that guy spent untold money for tickets behind home plate. Oh, for sure. TV. And nobody's reacting so he's obviously not in the wrong, but we got to take it and blow it up into a whole thing, and you can't just say you were wrong and that be the end of it. Yeah, but with mics now, you hear so even during college games. How many times uh, have you? How many times have you heard Nick Saban lose his shit on the sideline? Uh, tell Lane Kiffin to go and fuck himself and everything else. <laughs> when when they offer the the shot that's like the camera just over the players, uh, blew it to you. There you go. Like for the national championship game, I don't even 
use the channel that has the you know the background you know the color guys i just want the camera and you hear the field noise because i don't care about any of that other crap but uh it's gotten wild though the mic'd up coaches are always my favorite even though the mic'd up players during the game they say so much wild shit yeah i like listening to them (laughs) talk shit yeah i like i like that that's i've gotten them to my whole kick this week i've been off i've been watching College coaches losing their shit. <laughs> and, of course, about a quarter of the video is Nick Saban. 40-minute video is Nick Saban slinging his headset and breaking another one. And him getting pissed off at reporters trying to talk to him before he goes in the cycles. <laughs> I've never seen a coach hate talking to reporters more at halftime going in the locker room. It's like they're holding him up. He has, oh, yeah. You know, yeah. he's, like, he's like, I don't, what do you want me to say? What do you want? You know. And when COVID hit... Well, they always ask the stupidest questions. You know? Uh, yeah. Just stupid. <laughs> is Nick Saban's probably my favorite one on there. Second favorite is Brian Kelly at Notre Dame. Because the man turns a certain shade of purple when he gets pissed <laughs> off. And, yeah. and, and and he's really a super calm guy. But when he gets mad, his face turns inside out. And he, remember the kid on Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory yeah, who yeah, ate yeah. the blueberry <laughs> shit? That's uh, what Brian Kelly looks like. He, he fucking turns purple. Wow. And then in five minutes, he'll be fucking over. But yeah, you just see like his blood, you can see his blood pressure rising. It goes from his chin <laughs> up to his forehead. Yeah, a, human, for a, a human thermometer. <laughs> <laughs> but it's always, of course, they got the classics in there when, when Tommy Tuberville ripped the headset off that guy. He's like, oh, I was trying to get his cap out of the way. I was like, he tore his head off, pulling his headset off. And then uh, Woody, uh, what's his fuck? from Ohio State back in the day. They were playing Clemson, and one of those Clemson players went off the sideline, and he, like, tossed the ball to one of the players, and Woody grabbed him by the shoulder pads and punched him in the face <laughs> with a helmet on, like, grabs a hold of him. Lost his job over it. Wow. Of course, the dude was, like, 100 when that happened. I mean, he needed to be gone a long time ago. Oh. LSU has hired a ton of, like, ex-NFL guys to be, like, on sideline, you know, almost like student managers, but they're, you know, ex-NFL guys. Like, right. Uh, out there on the field after the game, you know, and crap gets contentious between players on this team, players on that team. They throw some hands out there. <laughs> well, that's the good thing about LSU's coach. You can't understand a damn thing he's saying when he's mad or when he's happy, either uh, one. Yeah, you don't have to worry about him. He's going to find Miss Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> Go Tigers! <laughs> uh, you seen the video where somebody turned on the closed captioning on YouTube <laughs> and screenshotted it with Coach O talking? And they rolled, rolled, <laughs> go Tigers. Um, the uh, they had another, they had one of Coach O on there trying to do a press conference, and somebody was outside in the tunnel, and they were like getting loud talking, laughing and cutting up. He opens the door. You want a press conference in here? Please be quiet. Thank you. Just the door. Because <laughs> back up there, he's talking like for like three or four more minutes. You hear a couple of the people getting loud in the hallway. He's like, excuse me one second. Doing an interview. Need y'all be quiet. Thank you. Because and you know you could hear a mouse piss on cotton for the rest of the interview. <laughs> there wasn't nobody making a sound out there. Yeah, Coach Coach O, he's um, what's going on with LSU right now? What's what's the deal with their? Do you think did Les do it? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for those who don't know, there's been like sexual misconduct allegations now brought against former head coach uh, Les Miles. I mean, I love Les to death, but his wife looks like Mr. Rogers. 
<laughs> damn. Oh. He could damn, do better. <laughs> like, where's that cab? She married a grass eater. Come on. The man ate grass off the field before the game. Got charisma. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Maybe it's good for stamina. <laughs> <laughs> Can't smoke it. Eat it. Yes, <laughs> yes. So, uh, you know, my favorite thing was when Clay Travis would write as as Les Miles, <laughs> contemplating which was best, Scooby or Scrappy. Do <laughs> you know? But yeah, that's something Les Miles would come up with. And a buddy of mine ran into him at the airport and said he's like the nicest guy ever. <laughs> I'm sure he is. I mean, he even when he got mad in your interview, he always ended it with comedy. Yeah, you know when he was. Oh, of course, my favorite outburst ever. Kiss him right in the mouth. <laughs> Mike Gundy. Oh, I'm a man. I need to put that sound. I need to put that sound clip on do. my soundboard. I'm a man. I'm forty. I'm getting close to 40. Oh, Tink commented, and she's lost her shit now when you said she looked like Mr. Rogers. So I hope you're happy. <laughs> uh, yeah, Mike Gundy, he's, he, he cut the mullet off, though. Yeah. He's lost his face like Samson. They're poised, you know. They could they could run the big 12 or 10 or Yeah, now that Oklahoma and Texas. Whatever it is. Now, <laughs> it's gone. However many they got left. <laughs> We're going to do picks in a little while, so y'all be ready for Week one picks. Bookie, bookie, bookie. <laughs> I want to bet a baby. <laughs> All right. Uh, traffickers flood Mexico with legally grown weed in the U.S. as demands for trendy strands skyrocket. Legally grown marijuana in the United States is pouring into Mexico at unprecedented rates, while demand for trendy U.S. strands like Girl Scout cookies and Alaskan Thunderfuck is selling hugely south of the border. Buying and selling marijuana is illegal in Mexico, although the country remains one of the largest producers of cannabis in the world and America's largest supplier for decades. Decades. (laughs) Not anymore. Mexican lawmakers decriminalized smoking in March and approved permits to grow and sell the plant, but the bill has, has still not passed the Senate. Meanwhile, the U.S. traders are filling demands for high-quality regulated strands that can be sold in Mexico at more than 300% above the market value, dealers tell the United States. The shift in the flow of cannabis poses a daunting problem for border police in both countries who have focused for decades on the drugs entering and not leaving the U.S. The demand for American weed has exploded here, a dealer in Mexico City told the Post. It's ambitious for many of my clients. They want they want to be seen smoking the best stuff, the stuff rappers brag about. U.S. marijuana products, broadly packaged and more tightly regulated, are popular for their funny names and associations with American rappers and entertainers. In 2016, Migos' song Bad and Bougie Reads smoking on cookie in the hot box pushed the price of the products from Maywood California Pharmacy cookie by 200 to 300%. Growing interest in legal marijuana is being bolstered by California's massive marijuana market, which reached $4.4 billion in sales in 2020, up 57% from the previous year, according to Forbes. So now... Customs has been trying to keep weed out of America. <laughs> so 
we've pulled a whole Maginot line from World War II. <laughs> We're going back the other way. <laughs> all the yeah. all the weeds going into yeah. Mexico. Are, are they ready for the fallout from the cartel? <laughs> you can't stop them all. <laughs> you know, the American growers are like the guys in Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels, just like <laughs> baked in a little room somewhere. With a gigantic machine gun waiting for somebody. <laughs> Yeah, I thought it was really it's, you know that the tide has shifted now. You know, for years we have we have steadily lost the war on drugs. You know, and why are we still focusing on fucking weed from Mexico and not fentanyl from China, the right. thing that's actually killing people and is getting put into everything? But now, yeah, everything is flowing back south across the border. I tell you, man, weeds. I mean, it's a it's a big business. Even you know, on the stock market, there's a lot of right. You know, a lot a lot of money moving around weed, and it's gonna get. That's that's the reason I was so so bullish on weed when I was when I was not not bullish on weed, bullish on weed stocks when I was buying stock because Canada has got that whole infrastructure up there for growing and for technology and everything else. It's all set up. Tons of startups up there. If it ever becomes federally legal in the U.S., it's it's going to be game time. But they're going to import all of that stuff from Canada into the U.S. That's where all the companies are based out of. They can't base in the U.S. because they're going to get hit by the feds for some reason. Even in legal states, feds are just looking for a reason. You know, when they legalized in California, it was nonstop feds kicking down doors, even though it was legal, it was legal in the state. Uh, yeah, I don't. I, I I think it's I think it's just funny now that everything's going the other way. I know last year I read an article where like Jamaica was in a weed shortage. No shit. And you would think they'd have a lot because there was no tourism coming to the country. Was it weather or something? Or they were all smoking it up, smoking <laughs> uh, <laughs> home, just chief it out. This thing. When this go bad, we keep smoking it. I thought this was a really interesting article. A Spanish village seeks UNESCO, UNESCO World Heritage status for its outdoor chats. Uh, the nightly summer ritual across much of Spain, as the sweltering heat of the day eases off, cheers are hauled out into the street for an alfresco chat. Now an enterprising village in southern Spain is seeking to have the tradition recognized by the United Nations as a cultural treasure. He goes on the top this village. They're trying to have the United Nations recognize the tradition of everybody going outside during the summer and sitting around and talking. I was like, well, damn, we've been doing that in the south for fucking centuries. <laughs> When, it was, when there was no air conditioning, you know, everybody sounds, sat outside. Sounds like a spreader event to me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean, I, I put some bad spin on that. <laughs> well, now you spent time in the Mediterranean, like over, like in Italy and whatnot, right? What did you? We talked about travel on here. I, I happen to think that when I was reading this, I was like, oh man, fucking Harpoon's been been to Italy a couple times, two or three times. What do you talk? What was the? Uh, what was your question? I mean, what did you think about? About Italy, about travel, the people, the travel. Oh, completely. I, I mean, it was a, a great experience all the way around. Everybody was super nice that I dealt with. Um, the food was absolutely amazing. Um, a lot of variations of a lot of things. Where did you, did you go to Rome or where were you at? No, in South of Jamore. Okay. Um, 
which is not too far from Florence. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's beautiful country. You didn't see, you didn't see much, uh, trash on the, on the highway or anything like that. Yeah. I mean, it's a real clean place and being on a tour bus, you know, with a, with the, with the group or wherever, wherever it was we were going, it was, it was inevitable that somewhere during our travels back and forth, there was going to be some kind of like a Lamborghini or some kind of Ferrari or something that's just going to just whiz by, you know, doing a lot. Yeah. And that was part of the fun, you know, is, is seeing, <laughs> seeing them coming. Yeah. Cause I mean, you could look back and you're like, Oh, check this out. It's like, what do you think that was? <laughs> I didn't get a good look. Yeah. It was, it was real fun. Would you tell the story about your flat back home? They were checking everybody's ticket. Uh, they pulled you up. Yeah. I love this story. <laughs> um, so whereas we're, as we're standing in line, and of course, man, I, I got, I got real lucky on the way, on the way in. I mean, the far, on the flight over, um, I was super, um, I, I knew it was just going to be a long flight and I took a Valium and did a couple of shots of ground and passed out on my neighbor sitting next to me, man, pretty much for the flight <laughs> over. So as, on the way back, we're standing in line and, and uh, they've not let, and they've got us all outside and I'm, I'm fairly close. I'm within the first 15 or so people to get on. I mean, in line to, um, get on the plane and, and I see, I mean, cause we've, we've had our passports and everything just, you know, it's been a lot of hassle to get to this point. And then they've got a couple of, uh, flight people that were there was a big discussion about a bunch of stuff that was going on and they had you know the security and everybody was everybody was kind of it was like a four or five person you could tell it's a big deal and then they start going person to person coming down the line checking ids looking at your you know your passport and all this stuff and of course everybody behind us is like oh my gosh they're they're, they're gonna take somebody off the flight you know they're gonna see there's not enough room there's all behind us they're all just guessing but i can hear it i'm thinking damn man that would suck <laughs> they get to me and they're like let me see your papers all this stuff da, da, da. sir can you step out of line oh and i'm like what the <laughs> what you want me to step out of line what I mean, what i do you know so anyway so they they brought me up and they're like we're having some some seating issues and I, I could just feel the drop in my belly as they're telling me, you know, I'm thinking, damn, man, you're going to have to catch the next flight or whatever, which would have been, you know, I mean, it'd been all right, you know, but anyway, um, but so they're like, okay, so we have the, uh, we got a, a seat that we need to fill. And if, if you'll do it, you know, then we just need to move you. We need to get you in first. I'm thinking <laughs> to myself, this is getting better. I get, I mean, I'm going ahead of the cripple people. I mean, the, the people in the, the wheelchairs and everything, you want me to go in first? I mean, this must be like the most effed up place. I mean, they got to strap you into the back or hang you. They don't want anybody to see it. it's going to be so bad. Am but. I flying this plane now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got to go to the wheel well? Uh, but anyway, it was the, um, it was actually the, the best seat in the whole house. It was the, it was right behind the cockpit area. Actually, it was in front of first class. And it was in a was super first class. It was super first class, but it was basically the, it was two big recliner area places for the pilots to take on these big 12, 15 hour flights. They could go like one of them come back here, stretch out and take a nap, come back up, let the other one come back and stretch out. And, uh, but they had a second seat. They needed somebody else to take the other seat. So they were going to try to find somebody to take the good seat. I'm like, 
yeah, I'll take it, man. That, are you kidding me? Sure, let's go. And uh, which it was crazy, man, because they even came around with with all the first class goodies, man. You know, I mean, it was like, hey, do you want a drink? Do you want something to eat? You want? I'm like, you didn't sleep through that one, did you? Yes, you soaked it up, didn't you? <laughs> I did soak it up, man. I did sleep though, man, because I sure I straight up just kicked out. It was, uh, yeah, I did sleep some on it. And the reason why they picked you was because of your your size. Yeah, you, you weren't going to crowd the other pilots trying to get some sleep, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, you know, and I was I, I was traveling single. I wasn't, you know, I didn't have somebody that I was, you know, uh, a partner or whatever. I didn't. I mean, I was there basically by myself um, with a group of people. But yeah, it was a very cool flight, actually, man. Some of my buddies that that I was actually with that were standing behind me and a couple in front of me. Um, they were, uh, you know, we were, we were talking about our seats, you know, as we, as we were standing in line, you know, and seeing who was going to be sitting at the back of the plane and, you know, and, and a couple of the guys that were behind me were, um, a little bit thicker guys. And they're like, man, my flight over here, man, I couldn't get comfortable and blah, blah, the kid behind me and all this, you know, and I thought to myself, I was like, damn, man, I passed smooth out on this lady's shoulder slash boob, man. I forgot like, about that. You were like <laughs> drooling on her and shit. Eight hours, yeah. <laughs> so it turned out, man, uh, it was a great, it was a really great experience, man. And I just have to say what an incredible uh, taking one for the team that lady was, man, at the on the flight <laughs> over. Because I was just a sandbag, man, dude. I mean, you were all nuzzled up. Man. I was out. I mean, that volume had me just like a piece of rubber, you know. And then the, those shots of whiskey on top of it, man, just it just laid me out. Because I was, I mean, I mean, obviously, man, like the night before, I had been just partying and shit, and finally just got to the thing, thinking, hey, I'll just I'll sleep on the ride on the flight. And uh, the the there was we were it was a, a three seater going down the middle of the aisle and then they had like the four and five seats on each side of us and we were in the middle and it was the husband on the one on the outside and the wife in the middle and me on the other outside and um and did she know she got a new husband and they were they were they were bigger people um and uh and so I guess when it when it started to hit me, you know, and I kind of started to get that sway a little bit, you know, and I did start to get comfortable. I guess I did kind of slide on over, man, and and I guess I did just kind of use her as a human pillow. And whenever I woke up, because they were serving dinner, um, they I, I was I woke up and I realized, man, I mean that I'm I'm on this lady. You know, quite in her personal space. I am in her. Per- yeah, that anybody would have had ample. Hey, dude, get off. You know, what are you doing? Um, and as I as I'm leaning up and I'm kind of wiping my mouth off and and kind of opening my eyes a little bit and realizing that, oh, my gosh, man, I mean, I've been, you know, I've been on this. And I and I and I, I couldn't really look over. Or I, I couldn't really think of what to say. I knew I needed to say something or say I'm sorry or whatever. And, uh, so finally, I mean, they, they kind of looked over and they kind of saw me wanting to say something. They're like, man, you were so sound asleep. There wasn't no moving you. <laughs> you were just there. You were a log. And she was, and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. And I, and I told them, I was like, man, I took a volume, took a couple big shots of whiskey and it just, it just knocked me out. I'm so sorry. You know, I, mean, I wasn't trying to snuggle, you know, and she's like, oh son, it was all right. You know, you know, and I'm just like, Phew. I got these big country titties for a reason. But they were big country titties, too. I'm telling you, that's bonanza titties right there, bro. 
Those are so nuts. I mean, they were they were very comfortable. Oh, that <laughs> transatlantic throuple. <laughs> that was for real. That was great. Look over at it. You into this? <laughs> I got some big news. The rednecks are going to be clicking their heels pretty soon because PepsiCo is launching a Mountain Dew branded alcoholic drink in 2022. As if COVID wasn't bad enough. We've been making our own. <laughs> <clears throat> Mexico is planning to launch a Mountain Dew branded alcoholic beverage in the United States early next year, months after Coca-Cola launched its first alcoholic drink in the country. A truly hard seltzer uh, maker, Boston Beer Company, will develop and make the f- flavored malt beverage, which will be called Hard Mountain Dew. The drink will be citrus-flavored and have an alcohol volume of 5%, the company say. We know that adult drinkers we know that adult drinkers' tastes are evolving, and they're looking for new and exciting flavorful beverages, Boston Beer Chief Executive Officer Dave Berwick said. The announcement comes at a time when demand for the hard seltzer has slowed. Dingo, you're already shaking your head no. Jut was shaking his head no. We've had Smirnoff Triple Black for 15 <laughs> years. <laughs> There's really no need to mess with that. I say I'm going to get a six-pack when they first come out, and we're all going to shotgun one. Does it have like all the caffeine and That's stuff? That's what I'm wondering. Is it going to be a, a, like an energy a, four, drink? a four loco two or something? What are they going to do here? And tap the vein? Mm. I mean, when is... Pairs well with meth. Is that what it is? <laughs> what about methamphetamine Doritos to go with it? There we go. Got you do. And, Have you and, seen the Doritos that are flavored like other chips? Huh? <laughs> There's like Funyuns Doritos. Or maybe like Lay's like Lay's potato chips that are Doritos flavored. I know there's Funyun flavored ones too. It's like regular Lay's. Isn't that like kind of redundant though? Because you can, you can buy Funyuns or... And they're the exact same price. They're right here next to these. Why would you... No, I'd just get the real thing. That's what I'm wondering. Sorry, I took that right angle. No, it's totally fine. This whole show's a tangent. We we went over this. You want to take a break or two or an hour in? Step away for a second. Sure. I made some. uh, I made some Jello shots. Yeah, you told us last week that you've been checking them out. Yeah, I made. I made a new batch. Um, I had. I'd I'd made some man and given them to some friends man who's having a birthday party and stuff and. <laughs> when, I, when I gave them to them, they broke into them and flinging them back and stuff. Uh-uh. And there was uh, there was uh, a couple of the girls that were that were taking them. Man, as soon as they flung them back in their mouth, man, they—I mean, you could just see just like a smack in the head. <laughs> man, their eyes got all open. One girl spit it out. She's like, "What is that?" You spit it out? Yeah, well, yeah, she did. She's like, "That's too strong." What a bitch. So, man, I was like, oh, man, I can't be having people spit them things out now. I mean, so I, I went and got some new flavors. Um, I got, there was, a, I think it was a Starburst Jello. You see Starburst Jello? Mm-hmm. I think that. And um, something else. What was the other brand? Anyway, whatever it was, I got a couple of different ones to try out that I hadn't tried before. And uh, wound up doing some green apple. Which wow, man! They just really, good. yeah, they were really good. I'm, I'm What'd you use for alcohol? Just vodka. Vodka. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Burnett's, that bottom shelf stuff. No, but, man, actually, this was um, uh, Taka, I think. Okay. About to, you know, same. I mean, you don't, when you're making jello shots, you don't really need, you know, any. <laughs> you don't need the gray goose in there, do no, you? Or kettle you one. No, no. But, man, they really turned out to have some pineapple ones and some, and some watermelon ones. I bet they'd be ones. good. They were, I actually put some real pineapple juice in those, man. Oh, nice. So they were, yeah, so they, they really turned out. Um, so definitely, man. I mean, if y'all are around this weekend or whatever and y'all want to stop I'll by, I'll be man, working. I'll, I'm sorry. But I'm trying yeah. to be a productive I will members. too, but I'll. <laughs> 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 hey, but you're not driving all day long. <laughs> yeah, it's probably, you probably better wait. But, Jig, you can probably do it, though. You'll be all right. Uh, no, that, the last bunch, the one from that, the night from the infamous picture, the picture of me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Underneath yeah. the golden arches. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> arches. <laughs> Arch. They, uh, that was the last time I've had some of your 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 famous jello shots, and those were peach. And that's what got me in trouble. You like peach? They, those were so damn good. Yeah. Peach and jello, man, really hides the flavor of About vodka. five of them into it in 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. I was getting one eyed. I remember. Nancy sitting across the table from me. She was going, just shaking her head no. <laughs> stop. <laughs> she didn't say stop. She, just, she was eyeballing me, just shaking her head no. She, she knew what was coming. The beast was coming out. Yeah, that was that was a that was a great night. Jig, do you remember that night, man? Yeah. That, that <laughs> <laughs> I remember that part yeah. from that night. I tell you, man, but. in my office, I used to have all these pictures of all this stuff. I used to keep a camera, like an old school camera, and take all the pictures and stuff. And, and for everybody that don't know, that night. Um, We've covered it on this show. I got pissed over. Yeah, you got not, pissed over. Not man. pissed off or pissed on. I got pissed over. That was awesome, dude. I mean, it was just a great picture. Not a great, awesome thing, but it was a great picture, man. It My was, entire body took up your bathroom floor. It was it just a guy shooting from the door into the floor. <laughs> <laughs> so you definitely did get pissed off. I did not. <laughs> hey, he would not He would not spill a drop. He was yeah. perfect arch. Yeah, that was a funny night. That was funny. Yeah, I mean. There were, when I moved back down here, I started, you know, I got reconnected, like, with Lee Baby and Corey Bear and everybody. And that's when they were hitting their stride. They were hitting their 20s. <laughs> and so they started having, like, the field party. I'm surprised those guys made it out of their 20s. <laughs> <laughs> we used to go hard in the paint, man. Yes, sir. We did not We did not fuck around, as the kids say. We, uh, the, the old house party... Out, out, out there in the middle of fucking nowhere, those were some good times. It's before Google Maps. Had to, <laughs> you had to, you had to print that shit out. <laughs> had to, better map quest that shit. <laughs> or you had to know somebody who knew how to get there because that's it's way out there. There's there's one road, one road in, one road out. That's that's all <laughs> there is. Yeah, the 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 keggers they used to throw in that old house it was was crazy. I get there. Early, I get there like at seven, seven thirty to kind of help them get things situated. Their family owns like a bunch of land out in. If you know where that's at, it's way out banjo territory, and uh, like it's right on the state line. And so, uh, went there with them one night, seven thirty, to go. I was one of the few people. Who was of legal drinking age? That was that was going to be that was actually over the. They, I wouldn't 
20 or 20 and a half, you know, I was right at there. I was the only one who, who I had closed my shop and just leave early. And so we went to the ne- next state north of us because everything was dry around here. Went up there and got the keg. And plus that state had higher alcohol content. Right. Loaded in to, I think, I think we were in, in Corey's little Subaru hatchback and, uh, Loaded in there. Of course, he didn't bring anything to keep it from rolling. So all the way back south. Oh, shit. All the way back south. It was a stick shift. All the way back south. He would gas it. Pop. You hit the glass on the the hatchback. You come to a stop. Boom. It hit the seats in front of you. Fuck. Damn it. Why didn't you bring something? It rolled back and forth all the way back down there. And so then we had to stop and get, you know. 40 pounds of ice to fill up the, the trash can. We're going to put the keg in and it was like 10 bucks for a cup to come there. You pull up and pay them 10 bucks. They give you a red cup and you better hang on to that cup. That's the only one you're getting tonight. Unless you pry one from somebody else's cold, dead hands. And so, yeah, everybody just walked around and I I always fix a cooler and put it in. I had that Buick, (laughs) I had that cooler I put in the trunk and I kept the good shit in there. To get the cooler out, I just popped the trunk, get one of my beers that didn't taste like swill because I think they got natural ice that night or something oh. in the keg. It was it was rough, and so uh, uh, that night in particular, uh, I met a young lady, and we got to know each other as you do, and uh, I had some stuff in the trunk for her also. I'll let her partake of my my portion. And uh, Boone's Farm gets them every time. That melon ball. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, like, I don't know. Shit. I had liquor back there, too. Um, you had to what? I had liquor in the cooler. <laughs> I didn't say what you thought I said. <laughs> I licked her back there, too, out of the trunk. Just threw her over in there. Uh, God, it was, they ended up, she ended up leaving with her crew about 3 o'clock in the morning. Because I, I couldn't find her? No, she she left with them. <laughs> you, had, you had her in a trunk. I kidnapped her. Uh, I think at two in the morning you come wheeling up because you didn't live too far from there. I was like, "Holy shit, man! I ain't seen you in years. What's going on?" And I'm like, "Gone. I'm, I'm gone. I'm in outer space." So the girl leaves. I was like, "Fuck it, I'm going home." So I took the back roads all the way from there to where I used to live at. It, it turned into like a hour and a half drive, you know. Because I was one-eyeing it on the way home. Just, you know, cause there's no lines on the road because most of them are dirt. I get home, and the next day, that girl texts me. She's like, hey, did you make it okay last night? I'm like, yeah, I got back home around 4.45. You drove? I mean, she she's like, how? I'm like, Braille. I just listen for the gravel to stop, you know? And so, yeah, uh, those were some crazy times. And you probably went, you were more, you were closer to him than I was. So you may have showed up more often than, than oh, I no, did. No. You don't think so? No, I, I probably couldn't count on one hand. The really? Number of times I went Too much for you? Eh, just not my scene, really. I I was not really attached to the people that I showed up with. Oh, <laughs> gotcha. It was like a third wheel sort of situation. Did Hannah not go with y'all? Uh, probably. Uh, she was in that group more than I was. Oh, gotcha. She was sort of my way in. Your connection? Yeah. A friend of a friend? Yeah. And you just happened to be there, which is great. <laughs> <laughs> I know that guy. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but across the road from that the house, they had like 40 acres. 
all the way down to, to, to Bear Creek. I mean, it, their land ended at Bear Creek. And they had a bonfire party out there one night. And I left because it got crazy, crazy. Like, too crazy for me. I was going to say, you had to leave? I was like, I'm not going to be associated with this. Oh. Shit's going on here. And it wasn't like, it wasn't like, okay, it was criminal shit, but it was the good criminal shit. You know, but they were just getting too wild. I was like, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm not built for this. Even at 23, I'm like, this is too much for me. I got to go home. You know, so much people I went to high school with, which that blew their hair here. I'm like, well, yeah, my cousins, you know, why is that under, there were these places like when we were in high school. I'm like, yeah, because I was in high school. You know, there's a reason y'all had a record when you were 18, and I did. <laughs> <laughs> I kept my shit quiet. The beer will get you way drunker if you spray some spray paint off in this bag first. <laughs> <laughs> Here, smell. Oh my gosh, dude. <laughs> We always were really good about taking care of each other. That's something we always did. You know, we would say, "Hey, oh, you went with me one night out there. I forgot about that. I thought you and Mike rode with me out there one night. Okay. It was the night of the infamous phone call. Peter Dragon. Okay. <laughs> We were, I took them out there one night. We didn't stay long because I had to open the shop the next day. Yeah. <clears throat> and Harping's brother, Mike, was tagging along with us. And he had the, I just left his car at my shop, came home with me. I told him, I said, hey, man, because he was going all the way back, you know, where he's from. Just spend the night, man. It's, it's cool. I got two extra beds in the house. You know, you ain't got a bunk with me or Jut. I'll snuggle you if you want to, you know? And so we went out there on the way back. We were almost back to the house and it was like two in the morning on a Friday and I had to go open the shop the next morning, bright and early. I'm like, we were almost back. He's like, man, I got this phone number from a girl in Starkville and I can't remember it. So I'm going to start calling phone numbers (laughs) with a Starkville prefix to see if I catch her. So I was like, you got a thousand chances, man. Good luck. So he starts dialing numbers that are kind of close to her. And the first one he called, you can hear, hello, on the phone. He's like, hey, is called the girl by Is she there? It's St. Mary. Is Mary there? And she's like, no, you got the wrong. And she goes, no. He goes, I'm sorry, you got the wrong number. She goes, I got the wrong number. <laughs> Fuck you, motherfucker. he just hung up on her. You know, <laughs> I was like, God, Mike. And so we get in the house. This was on like, my cell phone, too. Oh, yeah. I forgot. <laughs> he was using Jet's phone. Yeah. And then borrow your phone. So we get in the house, and I'm like, y'all, I had no satellite. I was like, there's a remote to the TV. You got three channels. And I got DVDs. Knock yourself out. I'm going to bed. So next morning, I go in there and wake their asses up. Like, Come on. Train's leaving. You know? <laughs> and so... I'm getting dressed. They're getting up. We get in the car. We get in the car to go. I think I think you left your truck there at my shop too. And so we all piling in the car, and they're giggling, laughing and stuff. And just said, "Can't believe you did that last night." I'm like, "What'd you do?" He's like, "Well, remember I tried to call that girl down in Starkville?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I remember your attempt to try to find her phone number randomly." He's like, "Well, 
I called. This is two in the morning too when he's doing his phone calls. Random, just two random, in the phone, two in the morning phone calls. Friday night, right from just phone. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like so. I called and this girl answered. She's like, "Hello." He's like, "Hey, is is this so and so, Mary or whatever?" Yeah. She's like, "No, who is this?" He's like, "Peter Dragon." <laughs> <laughs> And she laughed. Well, that's all the that's all the reassurance that Mike needed. Yeah. He's like, "What's your name?" And she's like, "It's you know, June or whatever." And she goes, "Really? Who is this?" He's, like, "I told you, it's Peter Dragon." And she's like, "No, really?" Because because they went back and forth, and he's like, "I'm joking. My name's Mo." She said, "Mo who?" He goes, "Mo Peter." <laughs> <laughs> so they're telling me this story. And I'm trying to keep it between the white and yellow. I'm I'm already laughing, and we're not even we're not even to the stop sign next to my house. Random two o'clock Friday night, and she's like, you know, how do I know you? He's like, girl, don't play with me. I saw you. I saw you last night in the club. <laughs> she's like, really? He's like, yeah. He goes, you had them sandals on. You you your toes sticking out of them sandals, and like cypress roots. Ring, hanging on to the water. <laughs> He's like, had your hair all done up nice, had it colored like a bowl of cold taco meat. <laughs> like, you know where it's all bright on top and orange around the edge, which you looked so good last night, girl. And so, anyway, they're going back and forth, and this guy gets on the phone. He's like, who is this? He's like, who's this? I'm her boyfriend. He goes, shut up, bitch boy. Put your girl back on the phone. And the motherfucker did it. <laughs> Handed the phone back to the girl. They talked, what, an hour? At least. <laughs> you know? And so he's like saying, and they're both probably still drunk from the night before. We were smashed. Yeah, and I'm trying to like sober up on the way to work, and I can't drive for laughing at these two at and one asshole, Mike, was telling this wild story. I'm like, dude, please stop. I said, I've got to get to work in one piece. You right. know, I, we, you got to get him on the show, dude. Oh, my gosh. He is so naturally funny. He is absolutely one of the funniest people, man. I'm just lucky enough to hang out with him quite a bit. He is so fucking. And 99% of the time, he ain't trying to no, be funny it, at all. It's his it's delivery. Just, it's just the way he says the shit. The way he says shit, man. That's exactly. And. And, and most of the time, he's telling you something that's negative happened to him. Like, he's, like, literally one of the most unlucky people yeah, but he, walking. He has such a good outlook on life about... It gotta be. It's another thing, you know? <laughs> Fuck gotta, it. Gotta be a good sport, man. I guess that's his motto. You know, he's like, damn. You ever yeah. met Mike before? No. Dude. <laughs> you, you imagine a young version of Janitor Willie from The Simpsons. <laughs> That's all you gotta say. I'm just in. ripped as fuck. <laughs> He's got a full head of hair still, but just redheaded and just ripped. Just, just a beast of a man. He got hands that would cover your face. He's strong as shit. I mean, he's, it's not like he like looks imposing. I mean, he's a taller fella, you know. But if he gets a hold of you, there ain't no getting away. He's got the grip of 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 a bear. I mean, once he gets a, you get him to squeeze your shoulder, you're like, oh. Damn it, man! He he will yeah. bend you in half, just squeezing on your back, squeezing he on does, your neck. You know he does he does um, landscaping, so he's got he's constantly having something. He's gripping he's something, gripping something. Yeah, and he does, man. He is he will, and not even really, you know, try to hurt you. 
That's just his natural but strength. He just, yeah, he just really don't know how strong he is sometimes. Dude. Um, but yeah, I, I, I love Mike to death. I, I've he's so fucking funny, man. When you I don't care how bad he's doing, when you first see him, he gives you a big old hug. Man, good to see you. And then you start talking. Then he starts bringing all the stuff that's bothering him or going on. You're like, it's all right, man. But when you if you when you just see him just in passing, you never know if he's having a good time or a bad day because he's always always happy to see whoever it is. Yeah, yeah. He's got so many just, but but telling that girl just straight up that her hair looked like cold taco. <laughs> that's just funny, man. That's a, that's hilarious, man. No, straight off the top of his head, you know. I'm sure. Well, it's like one night, maybe like the last night we came to watch UFC at your house, my wedding night. You know, we had already been there and went out on the deck and had been you know fiddle fucking around back there. And I came, so I got to the car, and I was in the kitchen. So I just went out the front door to go to my car. When I opened up the door, here there stood Mike. Like, I just got there. Like, dude, I didn't know you were coming. He's like, man, I've been here since the sands of time. What are you talking about? <laughs> See, it's just <laughs> the most random shit he comes up with, yeah. you know. Um, but, yeah, I worked with him. Working with him, he I never saw him get aggravated. Never saw him get mad. He'd say, let's pick it up, fellas. Let's get, you know, it didn't get any easier tonight. <laughs> when you get behind, you're you're in the weeds. You're going to, have to dig your way out. You know, Kev is the same way. I, yeah, I was super laid back. I might have seen Kev get upset, not even mad. Just kind of frustrated with something one time. He, he's just always has been. Yeah, he's super cool key, as man. shit. But when he does, when you know, it's it's not often. But <clears throat> yeah, and everybody everybody knows, man, that he's serious, man. If he's serious. Everybody's like, because it's like you said, he's just so laid back. When he gets stout, it's for a reason. Yeah, everybody's all like, whoo. Like your boy, man, sticking his head out the door and going, hey, there's a press conference, man. Can you keep it down? Thank you. <laughs> you know, Kevy, man, he starts all like, all right, what? And everybody's like, okay, we're chill. We're chill. It's good, man. It's good. He's got a lot going on, too. Kev does. He's got. Kids and business. And- kids, business. He's got all this stuff, man. And he just recently got chickens. Like for his backyard? Well, it started out as being like those little Easter chicks. Right. A couple gave, he's got a boy and a girl, and he gave each one, you know, one for Easter. You know, of course, not doesn't take long, man. Then you got chickens. You got chickens. And then all of a sudden, you know, the kids, they're like, oh, well, they're, they, they need some friends, you know. So they went, <laughs> they went and got them three or four more or whatever. I, now they got, they got some. Yeah. You know, he's got them a chicken house. Got and a little coop built. Of, oh, yeah, man. It's all sorts of stuff. I told him, I said, man. Those two dollar chickens, man, they turned into two thousand dollar chickens, didn't they? <laughs> he goes, he goes, man, my kids are so excited about going out there and picking up eggs and all that stuff, you know. Whenever they start, and I was like, I know, man, he's just such a good dad, man. I mean, he really—he's he's a good man all all around, hundred percent. Yeah, he is. He's a good dad. He's a good businessman. Obviously, he's a good husband. He's in his church. There, matter of fact, check this. So last Saturday, his son is 10. At their church, they were going to have a hunter safety class that was given by some of the local game wardens or whatever. And whenever you finish the class, you're issued a, a certificate and a number to, to say that you've completed the course and you can get your hunting license, before, you know, pre whatever. So um, Kev went up there and, and took the class with him. 
you know, to take the class. And the, everybody's all like, man, dude, you're, you're, you don't have to take the class. I mean, you're grandfathered in, you're old enough and all this stuff. You know, if you're born before 72, you don't need to have any kind of hunter education or whatever. And he was like, no, man, I want to, because this is what he's into. Right. He, you know, he watches all these hunting game warden shows and all this stuff. He's into this. I want to hear what he hears. You know, and that way, man, he and I can talk and it'll be, you know, he's interested in what his kids are doing, trying to get the, and getting to know them and they're doing things together. And I'll tell you, man, that's, that's strong. You know, I mean, just having that, that much of a touch, man, when everybody's life is so busy on your kids, you know, and you can talk and you can be not just know them as somebody that lives in the house with you, yeah. mm-hmm. but know who they are and how to talk to them and everything. You know, like I said, Kev don't get upset. He don't yell at his kids. He's got a, he's got a snap, you know, or something. They know and it's. They're all like, "Ooh, I mean, you know, let me." <laughs> Papa snapped. Yeah, hang tight, man. Let me take it down a notch. My but, dad, Jim, man, was, you know, everybody knew when he got the whistle story. There's, I mean, hell, he. The, 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 no, the, <laughs> but you saying that if you were out playing in the oh, evening? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, now so <laughs> so Pop was a, you know, a marine. So it was a full blown from the time you could speak. You know, you said, yes, sir, no, sir, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. You know, it was all manners, all all of it. <clears throat> anyway, so as we are kids, Pop could whistle, and you could hear it for half a like mile. Like you whistle. Yeah, like, so, yeah, right. I, I learned from him. <laughs> but he would, st- he was like, man, that's fine. Y'all go play in the neighborhood or whatever. But if you hear me whistle, you stop what you're doing immediately, man, and you come back to the house. And so... We're like, well, what if we're inside somebody's house? He goes, you better be able to hear me inside or either don't go in. <laughs> and it was the all. The choice is yours. Yeah. He's like, you know, another thing, man, he'd always say, like, all right, Pop, we're going out, man. You know, he's like, all right, man, stay out as late as you want, as long as you're home by nine. <laughs> like, whoa, man, hang on. The bars are just starting to get the chicks in it, man, at like eight, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't give a shit, man. As long as you're home by nine, you stay out as long as you want to. Yeah. So yeah. So he'd whistle, and man, you just you'd stop, drop, and roll. You know, you could be in the middle of a basketball game, two houses down. <laughs> That's and, what you were talking about. You said you'd be sitting there in the middle of a basketball game, you're like, I gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> Sing off. <laughs> There's a definite pattern to his whistle too, man. That that you knew just wasn't just some random, you know, anything. I mean, you knew, and you could just tell it, man, too, if he was pissed off or not. You know, you know, if it was like sharp, you know, usually. What a, somebody somebody did something, man. That's not just a, hey, come home, let's eat dinner. You know, because he wasn't going to stand out back and go, y'all come on for dinner. You know, like, he was like, no, nah, screw that, man. I'll just give you the dog whistle, man. <laughs> you come the fuck running like a dog, you do it. We were, uh, there's a few times I heard you whistle at, at the shop, the restaurant. Mm. We'd be back there and either somebody be talking too loud or had the music up too loud. You hear it come from the office. You're like, Turn that shit down. <laughs> Unplug it. <laughs> Boss said, "Shut up." He's on the phone. <laughs> that, that morning after we were leaving James's uh, bachelor party, we were going down, going down Union, and that girl was walking down the street. I got the window. Where <laughs> you echo through all those buildings? You know, everybody within five blocks turned around to see what was going on. It's so stinking loud, man. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. That's that's pretty. That's and, and you know teaching people but now now you can like go on youtube and watch you know four videos man and, and figure I've out tried how to do a it. thousand times they cannot whistle that loud like 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 whistle through your lips like you do yeah 
It's, I mean, it, yeah, I, I've seen it. It's pretty funny, man. People learning, you know, and it was, I'm sure it was just as hilarious watching me, you know, blow half of everything out of my head trying to figure <laughs> it out, you know, <laughs> but, um, and, and just speaking of just, you know, cause my family, man, they're, you know, they're, they're good hearted and they'll tease each other and, and do goofy stuff. Well, speaking of whistling, especially like little kids, like four five, six, seven, you know, they're like those smaller group of kids. Whenever there's like a family event and there's a bunch of them, you know, there, whatever, um, usually around Thanksgiving, um, most of my family gets together, you know, over and just has traditionally over the years. Well, anyway, there's always a, somebody's got new little kids that are just kind of coming up into the world and kind of, they were just too young to be, have any personality really last time you saw them, you know, but a year later, you know, all of a sudden, whatever. So, uh, one of the things I like to do, man, is, you know, whistling or whatever. And, uh, so I'll take one of my, one of my hands and be like, Hey, come here, man. Let me show you this whistle. I can whistle out of my nose. <laughs> so I'll take my hand and I'll cover one of my nostrils and while I kind of got my hand over my mouth, I kind of just whistle through my teeth, like, shh, just make like a little hiss. And it looks like I'm, the, the, the whistle's coming out of my nose because I'll kind of tilt my head and go, shh, shh, like that. And the kids are like, whoa. And I'm like, you try and man, they'll cover <laughs> one side, man, and just hawk one, man. Stop rockets flying out there, Oh, man, it's hilarious, man. And you want to see somebody's mom, some, you know, go like, what are you stopped at? What are you teaching him? Like, oh, man, we're just having fun over here, man. Whistling. Dude, that kid's brains out. Yeah, they're like, man, jerk them up, take them off. He's got COVID. <laughs> Yeah, how how's how's your 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 boy doing? I know at one time he was he would not walk on grass without shoes on or something. He had a uh, he's full blown boy now. Like he don't give a shit. Oh no, eating like, with the dog just wants to go outside twenty four hours a day. That's a good thing. Uh, we live on a, a a street that you know it doesn't either end of the street is a dead end, and right. there's three streets onto it. There's really only about five or six houses, and they all have kids in the same age. So our house does turn into that. The house. Yeah, we're in the middle of the street, have a trampoline, and the people across the street have a big swimming pool, so it's one or the other. You can <laughs> it's a congregation right. point. That's good that your kids have got oh, other yeah. kids in the neighborhood like that, you know. We all just sort of take turns. Like, nobody's allowed to go swimming without a parent, you know. So yeah. well, I went over good. the other day for all the kids in the neighborhood to go swimming, <laughs> Sitting in the chair, looking at my Facebook. <laughs> don't mind the floating like, kids. Yeah. Like, just don't drown. <laughs> <laughs> Promise me you won't drown now. And, now before uh, you go back in the pool, go get Daddy a beer. <laughs> <laughs> he won't get in the pool though. He doesn't want any part of. Being oh, really? In the water. Yeah. If you if you get him and hold him, you know, in the pool, he's fine. But he doesn't want to be in there by himself. You tried what water wings or anything? Or uh, yeah, he doesn't go for that. Don't he do wants, it. Wants you to hold him. Yeah, uh, he'll get there though. How old is he? He's uh, four. Oh, yeah, man. Yes, we were talking. I don't remember a time. I could remember back before, like, I went to kindergarten. You know, I have, like, early childhood memories. I never remember a time when I couldn't swim. Hmm. We were just, I guess we were just raised around it a lot or something. Um, I remember my little brother learning how to swim. But I don't remember ever being Take afraid of the lessons water. Or no, that no we, didn't, we went to lessons. <laughs> we went to the creek. You know, and you kind of... <laughs> One end, of, one end of the creek. Uh, it was a bridge. 
and on the on you're going toward the bridge on the left side is like where all the kids hung out, like the, the kid kids, because it was no deeper than maybe five deep on a small child, you know, and you kind of waited around and everything. Well, underneath the bridge, that water goes from about a foot deep to eight feet deep. Like it was a, a swift drop off. And on the right side of the bridge is where all the teenagers and adults were at. They had tied a rope swing and everything up for the tree. It's like a Huck Finn novel, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the adults and the, and the teenagers, they would go on the rope swing. They'd dive off the bridge, into the, which was about a 10-foot drop, into the water. That's the way it was. <clears throat> I have no recollection of being on that shallow side mm. at all. I always be, remember being able to swim where I couldn't put my feet down. I it just I don't know if I just naturally had it or what happened in my youth that nobody's telling me. <laughs> I almost drowned or something throwing me in. I would, um, I would love to take my kids there because uh, I you know I swim right at the same spot you know growing up. Um, but I think a lot of people have gone through there with like four wheel drives and tore everything and up, wallowed it out, and it's probably full of sunken MGD bottles. <laughs> <laughs> well, where I grew up now, it's still as shallow on the shallow side. But it's maybe three feet deep on the deep side. Right. I think that TVA tapped in to that tributary that fed that and has diverted that toward dam electricity production because the water has just dropped. Oh, it's on a schedule. You can get the schedule for planning out kayak trips and things like. Well, that. they schedule it every summer. I've seen <laughs> ever seen that water deep. Yep. I mean, it's it, ever since like in the last I know fifteen years, it's not. It's been nowhere near the levels it used to be at. You can catch it after a good rain, and it's like monsoon <laughs> right. levels. <laughs> a flash flood's going on. Yeah. After that, all that rain we had at the beginning of the summer, a couple of those here in town we hit we hit crest level on the canal. I mean, it, they had it was it was at the tippy top of the levee. It was ready to hit the hit the water the walking track. I reckon when they were talking. Wow, it got bad. We're so close. That was this summer? Yeah. Like back in June. June, I guess. May or June. Wow. I didn't realize that. I'm oh, yeah. out there quite a bit, man, but I don't guess I was out there then. Uh, unless you wanted to walk in the rain because it was like oh. 15 straight days of this downpour right. we had. Um, Danny Bedwell, who I had on the show, uh, he's he lives on a boat now at one of the marinas here south of us. And uh, it, it it flooded the marina. He had to walk like through two miles of water to get back to his boat. He got out in his truck. When he went to go back to the boat, the road leading down to the marina was was in about three feet of water. Yeah, they sank two barges down there. <laughs> That's another reason they, they couldn't open it up to relieve yeah. it. A barge had sank down river, and when all the rain started up, it swept, it moved that that barge down against the lock and dam, and it it lodged in a way where they couldn't open open the lock. And so he was stuck. He couldn't go if he wanted to. There was no way to open up, open up the lock. I think I remember, I think I remember hearing that. Has, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> I didn't realize that was back in the water up and all that stuff. I oh yeah. <clears throat> we were in Chattanooga when all that happened. Yeah. It was like, it was the first week of June. Mm. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to some vacation time. I've, I'm ready for my month off. This is, it's fucking bullshit, man. It's got to be. Where are you going to go? What are you going to do? I'm not going to do nothing. I'm going to sit right here. I think I'm going to do like, like a, a show every day that month. 
and just have everything recorded plus plumb to the middle of next year. <laughs> One at a t- we're almost a year into the show. Started in January. Really? Yeah. Wow. So we're like, you know, halfway, you know, this will be episode, episode 32 came out today. So yeah, I'm, I'm like, I'm over, I got over half a year worth of episodes. There's been a couple of weeks, there's been a week or two I've missed an episode, but there's been a couple of weeks where I released more than one. So I'm about, about back to where I got one a week now. That's, that's, that's it's flown awesome. by. Congratulations, Ben. I mean, that's a really that's a really significant thing. I mean, to have something like this do that well, obviously, you know, people like it, people hearing it and some men you're passionate about, you know, and, and doing it, man, I think that's fantastic. It's just fun. It's, it's fun just to hang out and sh- see all, you know, a couple times a month and just shoot the shit. I say it every time, man. I mean, I, I can't wait to get here, man. See you guys <laughs> hang out, you know, I dig it. We need to get Dingo a new job where he can be here more often. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. I mean, you seem like you really enjoyed it last time. The reason I was like, man, anytime you want to come on here. Yeah, I, I do have a good time coming over. Um, I, you know, I listen to the show regardless. As you should, uh, yeah. You know, it, it really is, like I said last time, it's like being on a Zoom call and I'm muted. You know, <laughs> like, hear everybody else talking, I'm like, I could say something right here. Well, <laughs> I could add something. You know, I, I was talking about you the other day, and uh, I told Mom, I said, you remember when he came came to school for Halloween, like your sophomore year. I remember exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. Uh, uh, Dingo worked at a grocery store chain. Are they really a chain? I think it's a franchise okay. type of thing. And uh, there was a lady who worked there. Her name was Moline. And with a name like Moline, you can kind of guess at her age. Probably older. <laughs> That's a good guess. And so Dingo worked with her, and I'd go by there. And Moline had, imagine the church lady from Saturday Night Live, for those of you who are old enough to remember the church lady. Uh, it was like the church lady, only she had a perpetual piece of gum in her mouth, and she chewed the fuck out of it. Hmm. She was mean as a snake, too. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know her personally. Uh, <laughs> she loved me, but, like... For some reason? Most people, she was rude. Like, super rude. Yeah. She, she must not like me, then. Because <laughs> she just never... She, mm-hmm. Just chomping that fucking gum. <laughs> and so, uh, Halloween was coming up, you know, and people were going to dress up at school as, as whatever, you know. So, I come to school Halloween day. I walk in. And I met by the great value version of Moline looking at me. <laughs> the great value version. The great value version of Moline, <laughs> which happened to be Dingo in a blue wig. The the blue curly wig, the, the bluish gray wig. He had on a smock from his workplace. It had on a name tag that said Moline. Boy, and he was chewing the fuck out of some gum, man. He was going to work on it. I was had like, a pair of those San Antonio shoe company. <laughs> grandma <laughs> shoes. He was decked out in Moline. And I lost my shit as soon as I saw him. I said, of all things you could have came out, you hit it. That's perfect. But... I, went, I went and had my picture made with her. <laughs> Did you really? <laughs> Did she find it funny? I'm sure. She did. <laughs> That's pretty funny. But and and then our other buddy who I won't name because I, I don't know if he wants to give his name out or not. 
when he's in the Air Force. He's been in there for. He listens. Years. Oh, does he? Yeah, he does. What's up, brother? <laughs> if you want to be referred by anything, let me know so I can talk about you on the show. Um, buddy of ours, he's been in the Air Force for over 15 years now. Long time. He's getting close to retirement. He's a chaplain in the Air Force. He, he's the one who did me and Tink's ceremony when we got married, if you remember him. Um, he told me, he's like, I had an idea too for a costume. Like, really, what are you going to be? He's like, I thought about coming as Mr. <laughs> <laughs> he was our effeminate Spanish teacher we talked about last time he was on here. Oh, gosh. The man had perpetually erect nipples to a fault. Am I wrong or am I wrong? No lies detected. Because our our buddy's, <laughs> our buddy's idea was to get like those nubby erasers you know, on top of pencils <laughs> and taping them on the inside of his shirt so they were always sticking out, you yeah. know? And I was like, yeah, I don't think they would probably go too too wild <laughs> at school. They wouldn't do that shit too well. In, so, in school suspension. And we were good kids too. Yeah, we, we, we never got in trouble. Troublemakers. When we all. did, when we did bad shit. We we didn't go blab to anybody. I mean, we always. Mum was the word, mm-hmm. you know. And, we, and it, it's one of us three, so we know somebody ratted. But we always just loose lips sink ships, man. We we kept that shit to ourselves. The biggest problem in high school was people wanted to go out and brag about the the, the illegal shit they just did, and those people are now in county. Kid you not. I worked at the factory there at the end of town mm-hmm. for a cup for a little over summer. I went across the street to the gas station during lunch, grabbed something to drink. The county jail van was sitting there, and the three guys in the in the front bench of it all graduated with me. Nice. Dang. <laughs> all three of them. Wood, what's up, man? I'm like, the, oh, hey. I guess y'all found meth instead of Jesus, didn't you? Because they were scabby. Ooh. And I said, well, I'm gonna, I was in the company van. I was like, just out here enjoying my freedom. <laughs> yeah, I'm just working my, my <laughs> working day life, you know. And so, like, good to see you, man. Like, this didn't hit me up for Bell or anything. Like, good to see y'all, too. I went and go, don't smoke crack. I was like, well, <laughs> you're right. It's <laughs> good advice. I kind of knew that before I got out of high school, but apparently you didn't. Jeez. Yeah, all shackled together. Gotta love it. Class of 99, baby. Representing. <laughs> Making mama proud. <laughs> you got anything else tonight? Anything else Anything else on the date in the front? No, you, talked, you, had, you said you had a date. Mm-hmm. And you sent us some photo. You sent us a photo this week with a description. Yeah. Girl's man, bio. That, no, that, that one, man. See, I see things like that. So from time to time when I send y'all this, these pictures and this descriptions and things, it's it's after I've seen something, so many of things like that. I mean, maybe not exact wording or the exact whatever, but it's just so shocking what people put to me. They put out there on their bio, you know. The this it, it just I don't know, man. I mean, I won't even tell about it, but it's just it's no. So, she seemed okay to me. It seemed like a pretty good bio, except for the part about shared. I don't want I don't want to share my man, but I don't mind being shared. I'm like, hold up, yeah. You know, I mean, I just, just, just some of the work. It's some, it's just like that. I mean, it's just, you know, I mean, that's okay if that's what you're down to or with or whatever. I mean, that's whatever. It just surprises me, man, that people put that out there up front. But yeah. a lot of things she had in her bio, I was like, oh, that's right. She enjoyed being outdoors. She enjoyed being oh, active. I mean, I was yeah. like, oh, this is all good. This is great. And then you said, 
you should have seen her or it. Yeah, oh yeah, man. It was, <laughs> I was like, well, I need to see a photo. And you said it, and I was like, hey, yeah. I want to swap left on that one for sure. I don't know. I mean, that was that was really, man, a, a, a better photo. That she had one that was kind of. That was one of her better ones? It, it honestly was, man, because she had uh, some. I don't know. Maybe it was lingerie or something type of look. Oh, my. Just, yeah, I was just like, oh, hell no. I don't even want to save that to my phone, even to send it, man. <laughs> Come the fuck on. But, hey, I tell you, uh, just, um, I, I tell you, man, something I've done here maybe this summer um, is, is is throw cornhole, that, that beanbag game, you know, right. that's kind of like horseshoes or whatever. Um, that's really that's really a fun game. I mean, you know, to, to – I don't know, man. It's just something different. I don't ever, I don't ever really. Well, you're able to do active stuff without. You can still talk to somebody while you're playing cornhole. Mm-hmm. You can still shoot the shit or whatnot. Yeah, you know, it's not like if you're hiking and you're both gasping for air. Yeah. You know not what I mean? Running up and down a court, or you're not doing, you know, chasing. Yeah, it's like you said, man. You just kind of hang out, and it's it can be low key, and I don't know. I, I dig it. Have you had any more? Um, like video calls, meeting new people. I know you said you did it a couple of times. I don't know. Um, What's your thoughts on doing that in our current well, climate? I, I'm, you know, I'm I'm almost to a point where if I if I match with somebody online or something, and there's always that upfront uh, general BS. Hey, uh, you know, how you doing? Nice to see. You. What just some kind of chit chat thingy? Um, usually, pretty pretty quickly, I'll suggest, hey, let's do a video chat. You know, let's see if there's a spark here. Let's see if there's, because, you know, you just get so much more information, you know, having a, even if, even if it's over video, you, you kind of know, you know, there, maybe they have a mannerism or something that you just, there's no way I could be with that, yeah. you know, or whatever. So I like that. I, it's, it's a very helpful filter. Um, and, uh, but I don't know, man. I mean, I, the, um, uh, it's, I guess maybe what I'm looking for that that group of potential mates is maybe looking at a, a different direction or maybe they're being shown to somebody else or or whatever i don't know i mean i don't have a whole lot of of uh people that i'm a- attracted to right i mean that you obviously have those those girls that are in their 20s that'll pop up and you're like going Man, I mean, that'd be fun for a weekend, but after that... You're going to be raising a child. No, man, I'm not interested in that. Yeah. You know, I want something else. So I guess what I'm looking for is, it's just, it's just, I've just had a hard time filtering through, you know, to find it. But, you know, I, 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 I do fill my time, man, with, um, you know, exercising every day and, and just getting on it, man. You're, you're looking in fantastic shape, well, too. Yeah, appreciate you know? it. Now, how much, how much weight have you lost? 27 pounds. Mm. It's a slow chip, man, but I'll take it. As long as I'm not going back up, I'm okay. <laughs> you know, this, this summer, <clears throat> you know, has, has helped me, uh, being outside and be able to do workouts outside and, and, you know, get outside and walk and jog. And, uh, I, I, I'm no, I'm a hundred percent sure, man. I've told y'all, man, I, I like to flip the tractor tire and stuff and it's outside. And, um, I don't know, man, I, I I'm going to miss it. When the weather changes and I can't really get outside and, can do it. and go do all that, you know, it's oh, going to, you know, it's just not going to be as frequent. It, it won't, won't be as nice. It won't maybe. be as nice. Yeah. The fall will be beautiful to do it. Yeah. I enjoy getting out there um, when it's just hot as smoke. You know what I mean? I like that. I like the feeling of, of 
the oppression. Yeah, <laughs> the I mean, heat beating down on your head. You know, it's it's it is kind of. I mean, because it's a it is an extra added twist to it. Yeah, you know, it's something, man, that, that I deal with also. Because the whole reason why I'm out there doing that, man, is to get anxiety out and get you know tension or whatever, so that you know I'm a I'm a you know I don't have to scream and holler and. Sh- you know, <laughs> I can get it out some other way. I don't mind. The tire don't mind. We're getting high. You know, I got some good jam going in my head, my head and my ears. You if know? you decide to go tomorrow, let me know. I, I would go with you for sure. We'll go tomorrow, man. Plan I'll, it. I'd be cool. What time are you want to go? I, um, I don't know. Tomorrow, tomorrow afternoon, three or four. Okay. You can do that. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just send me a text whenever you're okay. about an hour, an hour away from ready to go. Yeah. Heck yeah. <clears throat> we made up. Yeah. Um, well, I love that that's therapy for you but it's also like very it's it's telling a little bit you know I, i'm doing this as a stress relief yeah i flipped this tire 722 times yesterday <laughs> <laughs> we either do that or yell at the kids in the kitchen or the kid in the kitchen now you know mm. well it's um, not you know i mean it, it, it does help and, and honestly it's it, it gives me this feeling when i get through that i almost crave sometimes yeah you know, accomplishment I, I get this i mean it's it's Wow. I mean, it's so, yeah, it's an accomplishment for sure. Um, and saying 722 tire flips, I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a goal to aspire to, man. But, you know, so far, man, I've got 210. Um, what's up from last that's, time? That's a big it time. is. 130, 135 was my record before this past week. I did 210. Um, and it's not continuous, but, you know, I mean, it's doing like the first set of 40. And then after that, I'm just doing 20s, you know, or whatever. Um, and then sometimes, oh man, out there on the field that I that I do that on, I found a snake. <laughs> I guess. just hanging out. Yeah, well, he was dead. Oh, um, that's a plus. So, tire onto him. <laughs> yeah. When I get there, I always walk the field. Right. You know, just to make sure there's not anything that I'm going to be tripping over or anything that's you know I need to move or be aware of. Because some it's one thing that I figured out, man, is that you don't want to be figuring shit out, man. Flipping a big ass tractor tire. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like oh wait a minute, I need to step you know over step over that or watch that hole. Uh, but anyway, yeah, as I was as I was checking out the field, uh, I did. I was like, holy smoke, man, it's a big ass worm, you know. And I just, I, but I noticed. And as I kind of got up on it, of course, I didn't have my glasses on. As, as I come up on it, I realized that it's the belly of a snake. It's not a, it's not a worm because, uh, so I just took a stick and, and, and flicked it out, you know, <laughs> get out of here. Um, but yeah, man, yeah. So, uh, for sure, man, if you want to go, man, I'd love to have Hell you. Yeah. Matter, as a matter of fact, check this and this will be the last story about it's that. It's fine. Talk all you um, want. Uh, I was actually in the steam room talking to the guy that I told I was talking to you earlier tonight. And uh, this guy, this guy's name's Tony. And I was in the steam room. I've uh, been in there for a while, and I was I was really within a couple of three or four minutes, man, probably leaving. And this guy comes in, and usually just it's just politeness, man, to to ask whoever's already in there, you know, hey, do, would you like for me to, um, or, would you like for me to come in or not? Is it cool or not? Because you're in this little small space, right. and, you know, whatever. So I'm like, no, man, come on out, you know, I'm cool. Or whatever he's i'm just like i'm gonna be leaving here for for long anyway so we're about a minute or so in there and it's really really a steamy you know it's got a lot of steam going and and everything and and i'm usually trying to stretch or you know rub out a maybe a knot or something man that i got working in my legs or something and uh the guy goes hey man are are you that guy that's flipping that tire out back sometimes are you the one yeah are you that guy <laughs> And I'm like, well, I do, yeah. It's probably me, you see. 
And he's like, yeah, I thought that was you. And he just kind of sat there for a second, man, kind of, kind of nodding his head. Like he was talking to himself in his head. And I was like, well, man, I do it for therapy. You know, I mean, it's, it's my way of, of, you know, just getting out aggressions and, or whatever. And, uh, he goes, yeah, I thought so. Jesus. <laughs> like, what? what does that mean? Are you yelling expletives across I the field? Or something? Maybe I have to examine. I don't know if I, maybe if I, if I am, I'm not aware of it, you know, or whatever. But he was like, yeah, I thought so. I was like, okay. Is you that know. your snake? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, See a guy out there flipping that tire that much. You're like, he's working through some stuff. <laughs> there's something, there's something, there's something more to it. In this heat for sure. Yeah, that's right. That fucking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, we'll close this out for the night. Uh, thank you everybody for listening to this episode of the hango show. Be sure to go by our sponsors you can check out the links down in the show notes of this episode. Go by ebles.com, E-A-B-L-E-S. Use the promo code HANGO to save 15% on your next purchase there. Also go by mydelta8.com. And we also have an affiliate, affiliate link for Amazon now. So if you're going to do some shopping on Amazon, bookmark that link. Send a little money over to the Tripod Broadcasting guys. Help us out along the way. Harpoon, Jut, Dingo, thank you all so much. I love you guys. And I love all you out there listening to this show, and we'll see you next time. Bye.